Hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Reading Show. We're looking at Psalm 58 today. So let me pray and look at Psalm 58. Uh, Heavenly Father, help us to feel the hotness of this psalm, but also the goodness of your salvation. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 58, for the director of music to the tune of Do Not Destroy, of David Amictam. Kind of a musical note. Verse 1, do you rulers indeed speak justly? Do you judge uprightly among men? No. Immediately <laughs> answers the question, no. In uh, your hearts you devise injustice, in your hands meet out violence on the earth. So David is speaking to evil rulers, but not of nations, but of his own people. You know, these rulers, they rule over Israel, but they misuse their power, their, man their money, their status, because in their hearts there's evil, and in their hands they cause evil and what the position and the money does it just gives them you know more opportunities for destruction you know your rulers you're supposed to be acting better but you use all the influence you have to cause hurt and destruction and evil verse 3 even from birth the wicked go astray from the womb they are wayward and speak lies meaning you've done this all your lives Verse 4, their venom is like the venom of a snake, like that of a cobra that has stopped its ears that will not heed the tune of charmers, uh, however skillful the enchanter may be. So there's a kind of stubbornness, kind of stubbornness that characterizes these evildoers. You know, no amount of correction or reason or rebuke will cause them to stop their evildoing. In fact, the idea is that they will even uh, strike the charmer. You imagine the snake and the charmer here, even the people who is trying to charm them, they, they will be hurt. So if you try to reason with these kind of people, you'll be hurt, they will attack you. So very, very dangerous, but also very, very stubborn. Verse six, break the teeth in their mouths, O God. Tear out, O Lord, the fangs of the lion. That means remove all this power, but also the power to cause hurt and destruction. Remove it from them. Let them vanish like water that flows away when they draw the bow. Let their arrows be blunted like a slug melting away as it moves along, like a stillborn child that they may not see the sun. So judgment that he's praying for <laughs> to God is for them to be wiped away, completely gone, you know, like vanish like the water flows away, like the slug that melts away. Such that there's no more trace. You don't even see them anymore. Exist, they never existed. And it's talking not just about how important it is that evil be wiped away, but that God can actually do this. Sometimes we live in a world that's just so full of evil, we think that, yep, you know, maybe just uh, cynically, you know, God will do away with that evil person, but someone else will come along. But no, God's justice will be such that it will be all gone. Verse 9, before the pots, can feel the heat of the thorns, whether they be green or dry, the wicked will be swept away. I have no idea <laughs> what this means. How can f pots, pots, you know, how can a pot feel thorns? But it says, somehow, I think it's saying that even the strongest, maybe, you know, strongest skin, the thickest skin, eventually will be penetrated by this kind of destruction and pain and hurt that evil people can come. Maybe, maybe, I, I, I'm thinking aloud. It says, before that happens, you know, God's judgment will come. Verse 10, the righteous will be glad when they're avenged. They will bathe their feet, <laughs> bathe their feet 
In the blood of the wicked, imagine the feet full of blood of your enemies. Ooh, that's so horrible. That's so violent. But it is, you know, gladness. You know, the righteous will be glad. Verse 11, then men will say, surely the righteous will be rewarded. It's a song of praise. Surely there's a God who judges the earth. <laughs> so what's the application? Praise God when he causes us to destroy our enemies. You know, let's go and take revenge. Well, you know, actually this picture of feet in blood is a very specific picture in the Bible. So in Isaiah 62, sorry, 63, I think, if I can find it. Uh, hopefully it's there. Come on, don't let me down, Isaiah 63. Okay, whoop, 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 here we go, 63. Uh, why are your garments red? Speaking to God. You know, and God says, I have trodden the winepress alone from the nations. No one was with me. I trampled them in my anger and trod them in my wrath. Their blood splattered on my garments. So it's saying that God had been pressing down on all these grapes and the blood of the grapes, the redness of the grapes, stained his feet, his clothing, everything. And it's talking about how God himself will personally take care of all this evil by destroying them. Such that their blood is on his feet, on his clothes, everywhere. And it's saying that this kind of hotness of this anger against injustice, against evil people, well, God feels it as well. Now, maybe you're someone who believes in God and you're going, why is it that God is allowing all this evil to happen in the world? And God is saying, well, you know what? I feel it that way as well. I will do this judgment. I will bring it one day. Trust in me. I will do this. But then, you know, a part of you goes, you know, what if I could do this as well? A very dangerous thought, but, you know, what if God were to use his own people to bring about justice on the evildoer? Well, ultimately, that happens not through us, but through Jesus, through Jesus. You know, Jesus is the righteous one who was judged on the cross. He experienced our sins. But when Jesus returns, he will bring about judgment. And this is, I think, Revelation chapter 14. Chapter 14, again, that wine press, verse 19, that great wine press of God's wrath, they were trampled in the wine press outside the city. And so Jesus, one day, will bring about judgment upon all the evil of this world. And he is the one through whom God will press down all the evil of this world. And when that happens, we will know he is God. When that happens, we all know that He is our judge. So looking back again at Psalm 58, I think it is right for us to be troubled when we see the evil of this world. You know, I wonder if enough of us feel that way. Enough of us call out to God to really do something about the evil, or, or maybe we just feel indifferent. I think this Psalm kind of like spurs us to feel God's hotness when it comes to the evil that He sees in this world. But if you do feel that hotness, that anger, that need for vengeance, then it causes us to see that it has already been dealt with on the cross. Jesus took our judgment upon himself. Jesus will bring judgment when he returns to judge the earth. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that Psalm 58 helps us to feel just how wrong it is for there to be evil and injustice in this world but help us, helps us also to feel how good it is to know that there is salvation and forgiveness and that judgment that comes through the cross as well. So help us to see this final endpoint of the cross, that Jesus is Lord, He is Christ, He is our judge and our Savior. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
Psalm 58. Thank you for listening, for watching. Take care and God bless.